0: you're watching today with Marilyn and Sarah and I believe this as well a lot of you watching are struggling with some anxiety and stress and you just feel kind of at your wits end and I was praying about our time together and God dropped this verse in my heart for you and it's Psalms 55:22. it says cast your burdens on the Lord because he cares for you So I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you um, that you would cast your burdens on the Lord because God can and wants to carry the weights and the burdens and the heavy things that you carry and have in your life, the stresses and the anxieties. So hop on the phone, get on the website. Give us the privilege of getting to pray for you. And Mom, especially want to shout out to our partners. They're so valuable, significant, important to us. Love them.
1: And I believe partners get a special blessing because the anointing on us comes on those who support us. So thank you for being a partner. And may you have a special anointing from God for this special time in your life. So I'm just going to send the word here. So in the name of Jesus, I send the word to every partner. And I know that the word is healing and delivering from every destruction. And I thank you, Father. That word that I've sent, it can't return void. It's in their working and producing. And I thank you, Father, for every partner having a special, supernatural lift today because of the Word, Psalm 107.20, that is working in them mightily. Again, we love you, we appreciate you, and all the things that we get to do are because of you. You pray for us, you give to us, you support us. May we be a blessing to you in every possible way. May you have life and have it more abundantly. In Jesus' name, Abundant Life.
0: We're so excited and we want you to come with us to Egypt in the fall. Oh my goodness, Egypt? What are you talking about? Well, we're going to see some amazing things. We're going to see the pyramids. We're going to see the Sphinx. We're going to go on a five-star Nile Are you kidding me? Who gets to do that? It could be you. You might get to do that with us. So I want you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We have information. We want to pray for you, and we want you to come with us. Plus, Mom, we get to minister. Oh, we do, and that's powerful
1: in Egypt because we get to lay hands on the sick. We have real open doors, and we're going to have a ministry training school, and the more hands we have, the more miracles we can see and I want you to be a part of it. So I want you to contact us today You say, I don't have the money, I don't have the time. We're going to put you on a list where we pray because you have a rich heavenly father, and he can make a way for you to go, and God needs you in Egypt.
0: We're so glad you're joining us, and we have a special guest today, Sandra Dalton Smith. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We're really, really glad you're here because we love your book. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Now, not everybody in our audience is a little is familiar with you, so can you give us just a quick little thumbnail biography, like who's Sandra, and then we'll just jump right in because this book, everybody, everybody, hello,
2: needs the book. So who are you? (laughs) I'm an internal medicine physician. I practice near the Birmingham area. I'm a mom with two teen boys. I'm married to my husband Bobby. Uh, I have been a physician for almost 20 years now and just really love the connection that I can make between the spiritual and the science to help people understand a little bit more about how the two connect. Mm -hmm. And how did you get into medicine? Why? Honestly, it started um, when I was very young. My, my history is that my mother died right after childbirth. And so there was always a part of me that had a lot of questions about that. And so I started diving more into the medical aspect of it to to really get a more un- complete understanding of life and death and, and how the body works and how things like that can happen. And, and even from that young age, I just had a desire to to be in that process, mm-hmm. to be st- there in the ICU or in the ER when people come in and they're dealing with those types of things to, to be uh, a support, to be able to give them not only the emotional support that I know I needed at the time as I was growing up, but also that support of, of the science and the medical part, the education that I got as a physician.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. And honestly, I love your book. It's called Sacred Rest. (laughs) And so I think resting is so key because, honestly, we live such a fast life. We're wrestling instead of resting in God and having really a supernatural life. And Jesus said he came to give us abundant life. This book will help you have abundant life. Sacred rest is a must for you. Now, I'm saying that because this one is mine, and I marked it up. Because (laughs) I went through here and thought, oh, creative rest. She really helps you with the different kinds of rest that you need. And I know a lot of you are wrestling with things, and you really need the book. So call in. We will pray with you. We don't counsel. But I want you to get the book. It's a must Put my hand on my heart. It is a must for you.
2: The other question I have is what caused you to write it? Why why did you write this book? I burned out. And that's, as you read through the first chapter, I got to this point where I had all the things that I had been praying for. I had the husband and the kids. Um, I was at a point where I was secure financially within my medical career. My practice was thriving. And I was doing all those things that I had thought I was called to do. And I knew I was called to do, but I didn't feel, um, I wasn't happy. I wasn't settled. I wasn't at peace. And so one day I came home and I put my kids in front of the TV and literally just laid out on the floor. And I was just so drained. So at the end of myself at, on that particular day, and I was laying on the floor and I was laying. And as I was laying there, I thought, Oh, I, I need some rest. I need some peace. And it was as if in that moment I could just feel the presence of God just come down on me like a blanket. Mm. And I thought, with the dog running around my head and the kids hollering at the TV, if I can find the presence of God in the middle of that kind of chaos, then I'm missing out on something that he's giving me because I won't be still long enough to receive it. Mm. Because it was just in that moment of stopping that I received it. And I knew that I needed that on a regular basis. And so I started evaluating it more. How do I get this within my day-to-day without having to plop down on the floor every time? How can I start looking at rest in a way that allows me to be restored on a regular basis? And, you know, I think burnout. You might be watching
0: right now. You might say, I'm completely, that's exactly where I'm at. I'm afraid I'm at the end of my rope. I'm just frazzled, and I just can't, I can't keep up. I want to encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you. And at the same time, I'd say, this could be absolutely your ticket, your, you know, golden ticket out of jail, so to speak, because sometimes that burnout, you know, it's just like this gerbil,
2: incessant wheel that just keeps Mm -hmm. spinning. It's like... How do you, you just can't do that? We try to, I think that's the thing. High achievers have this desire to, or they have this mindset that if they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, they can just make it happen. They can get it done. And they start thinking that the production is more important than the process. And the process is actually where we start growing more. The end result's great, but it's in the process that we actually determine whether or not we're gonna be happy with the result. I know a lot of higher achievers, they accomplish something and then they got it done, they checked it off the list, but then they're not fully satisfied with it and they're not happy with the result. When we take the time to actually reflect, have solid boundaries, personal boundaries, we look back on how the process has worked that requires rest. That requires stopping, evaluating, and looking and seeing what needs to change so that when we get to the end result, it's something that we're, we're happy with. Mm-hmm.
1: See, I like this because I remember one time when I was in Pakistan and I was very, very tired and, uh, you know, time the time change, all of that. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to rest. I said, rest? He said, Yes. Because he said, it's not your performance, it's mine. It's not your name that's going to bring the miraculous, it's mine. So I guess I'm real hooked on this book. (laughs) And I want you to get hooked on it. So, of course, you can call in with your prayer request because you may think you're falling apart, having a mental breakdown, a nervous breakdown. And then you need to know the different kinds of rest. That was kind of a Mm -hmm. new thinking, you know, that gave me in the book so please call us with your prayer request and please i would suggest that you get two or three books because we give people flowers they wilt we give them candy we make them fat but give them god's word and you'll transform them and they'll pass it on don't you agree
0: yeah and and you know you said you have two teenage boys and uh (laughs) How do you, <laughs> I'm asking because I'm a parent with teenagers. I have three teenagers. How do you rest when you have
2: teenagers? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> you mentioned about the seven types of rest. When I'm, when I'm looking at my own life, you know, going through the seven types, for physical rest, which is one of the ones that I tend to require a lot of to keep from having headaches and back pain, it's, it's the things that we do to keep our circulation up. So it's making a point of not staying seated for prolonged periods of time to practice body fluidity where we are actively making sure that our circulation is moving, that our lymphatics are being engaged or if we're thinking about creative rest it's surrounding ourselves with beauty and and taking the time to actually appreciate that or mental rest allowing scripture to speak to us. So in my own office I'll actually have um, beautiful artwork that has scripture included in it. So not only am I getting the creative rest of appreciating that beauty but I'm also getting the kind of the mental cues to go back to God by looking at the scripture and seeing it in front of me, you know, throughout the day. So when I talk with people about rest, it's not just taking a sabbatical or taking a Sabbath day, but it's a lifestyle, a lifestyle of restoring those seven types of rest continuously throughout our day. And once you start doing it, um, this is part of your natural habits. It doesn't seem like a chore. It's what is part of the uh, ongoing restoration of keeping you at your, your best.
0: And for some people, especially high achievers, this might sound like, oh my gosh, it's one more thing,
2: mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, oh, you want me to do this on top of all? <laughs> what do you say to that? Well, that's, that's really why I came up with the, the REST assessment, the REST quiz, so that people can can really get an idea of which of the seven types of rest they're most efficient in. And so they don't have to focus on all seven because most of us are excelling at some of them. But then there's others that we're not even aware exist. Like some people say, well, I didn't realize there was something called social rest or sensory rest. And so they don't know it exists. So when they feel tired, they don't realize that that's why they're tired. They're not tired because they need more sleep necessarily. It's because they're needing to desensitize themselves. Their day's filled with a lot of... um, sensory overload and so when I help people understand that you don't have to hit all seven you have to hit the ones that you're deficient in then they're able to see it's not as much work as they think they that it is
0: Right, because you get in this mindset, it's kind of like, uh, i got to do this. And I looked at that. I was like this, and I appreciate, and it's at the end of the book, that assessment. Um, and that was really insightful because I thought, huh, I never thought of it in, the, in those terms. And I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website, because I would suggest that every single person watching, each of us have our own unique rest deficiencies. We're deficient in at least a couple areas of rest. And you may think, well, uh, you know, I get a good night's rest. Or some of you watching, you're struggling with your sleep. And it is a challenge for you. In fact, I just want to encourage you, those of you who are struggling with sleep, you can't get more than like two hours at a whack. hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you. But I would also strongly encourage you, grab not just one copy of this book, but grab a couple of copies. Because you and I, we both know people who struggle with rest and think about what a phenomenal gift investment this would be in their life. So grab your copy now
3: find it difficult to keep your energy, creativity, and relationships fresh and thriving? Are the never-ending demands of everyday life taking their toll on your overall happiness? If this is you, we have a resource that will help. For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Sacred Rest by Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. In this inspired book, Dr. Dalton-Smith shares seven types of rest, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, sensory, social, and creative. A deficiency in any one of these can have unfavorable effects on your overall health. Sacred Rest gives the weary permission to embrace rest, set boundaries, and seek sanctuary without any guilt, shame, or fear. We will also send you Marilyn's devotional, Time Within, which offers refreshing peace and hope in His presence. And to further help renew your life, we will include Marilyn and Sarah's 5 CD teaching on Psalms, A Pathway to the Heart of God, along with our new Rest Scripture card. Reclaim your life, renew your energy, and restore your sanity. Call or click today to receive this life-changing offer.
0: Mama, what do you see saw me suffer?
1: When I wander the states outside. My friends, they're dogs, things
0: they don't want me to see. when you can see my ribs as long as my hair is falling out. You can do everything it takes.
1: I didn't realize the different kinds of rest that you need, you know, because I think, well, I sleep well, pretty well, unless I'm traveling a lot, and I take a nap. I'm a nap person. But social rest, you know, being a pastor's wife, you know, you have people with all kinds of crises and problems. And you can take them home and worry about them and fret over them and fuss over them and think, oh, I didn't do it right, I didn't give the right scriptures, or I didn't do the right thing. And we can fret over what we do with our children and our grandchildren. Am I doing the right things? So I like the fact that there are seven rests here,
2: Sandra. Share with us why you have seven. Well, when I was looking at rest, and and the big thing that I saw that a lot of times when I talk with my patients, they would say, well, I'm going to rest on the weekend. And so I would ask them what they did, and they would just come up with something like, oh, I, I sat on the couch and watched TV or something like that. And I said, did that make you feel any better? And most of the time they said no. So what I started seeing is that rest really is about restoration. And so there are seven areas where we constantly have to be restored. They're shown within scripture as well as within the science. And those seven are the physical, mental, and spiritual. Those are the ones most people are well aware of. And then the four that most people were not familiar with were the emotional, sensory, social, and creative And I find that oftentimes it's those four that people are deficient in because they don't realize that they're needing to be restored in those areas. And I think you describe this very well in the book. But I have to go
1: back and look at what I underlined Mm -hmm. because it really helps me with my lifestyle. And I want to encourage you to call in your prayer request. I want to encourage you to get the book, books, why not, and pass them on. It's important don't you agree
0: yeah and the other question I have for you is when you have high achievers um, sometimes rest feels like a four-letter word like you know what I mean mm-hmm. no pun mm-hmm. intended kind of um, what do you say to the person who says rest is the the, the synonym or the nice way to say lazy
2: that's the thing <laughs> we, we have a society that that is the mindset that rest is laziness, that it's unproductive, that nothing ac- is accomplished in it. And that's where the, we have to change how we look at it. Because rest isn't just about the cessation of activity. It's about restoring something. And so when you restore a house, you're not just sitting looking at it. You are doing something that builds it up so that it is structurally stronger more appealing, and it actually is able to accomplish more of what you're wanting it to do. It's the same with us. Rest is restoring something in us. It builds us up. It helps us to do more of what God has called us to do. So often when I'm talking to you, you mentioned pastors, wives, and people in ministry, they'll say, I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll tell them, you know, the thing is, As you're pouring out, you can't keep pouring out and never think you have to receive something back. And they have to receive just as much in those areas where they're pouring out. Because sometimes they'll think, well, I just need more sleep. Well, they're not pouring out physically usually. They're pouring out in the social and the emotional and the creative. If they're creating sermons and books, they're pouring out in those areas. And, but they're not restoring themselves in those areas. So they'll continue to feel tired unless they start restoring where they're actually depleted. Hmm. And you tell very well how to restore. Mm-hmm. I think that's
0: so positive. I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website, grab a couple of copies of Sacred Rest. Because no matter where you're at in your life, you might be on an on elderly scale, you might be in middle age, you might be a young person, you might be a teenager watching. I would encourage you this isn't just for like those people over there. This is for all of us. It's super helpful. Um, and I think, too, I want to ask you this question. Hop on the phone, get on the website, grab a couple copies. Would you say that some of those seven areas, would you say there's a little bit of, of adjustment as far as aging? And sometimes in seasons in your life you need a little bit more emphasis in one
2: area. and let, Does that change at all as far as Absolutely. age? Absolutely. One of the groups I love talking with are teens and When I was writing the book, I wasn't really thinking about teens. I was thinking more about people who are actively working, you know, between a certain age range. But as I have been talking about it, I have a large group of teens that had come back to me and started giving me feedback. And one area where they really, really just stuck out to me was how many of them are suffering from emotional and social rest deficits. There's a huge number of teens that are committing suicide or running to drugs and different outlets to try to feel um, peace and try to feel satisfied with their lives or to try to get released. And what I'm finding is because they have those social and emotional rest deficits, they don't understand that that's something they they even need. So they don't know how to ask someone to step in and show them what that looks like. I think that is the, the biggest thing that we can get as parents is a true understanding of rest for ourselves. So we can then model it for our kids that are coming up under us. And so I love talking to teen groups because once they get it, they run with it because they, they can immediately start applying it because they don't have all the extra workloads and other things. They're focusing on school and social life is where they're, they're in the position for. So they're able to really start applying these things early in life. And I look forward to, to seeing kind of how that plays out as they go along. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you say, too, for a person who social rest, okay, you need rest in the social context. What do you say to the differences
2: between, quote, unquote, an introvert and an extrovert? Yes. Right. <laughs> yes, Because uh, I consider myself an introvert. I, you know, I love my time to myself. I don't really like being kind of on display, so to speak, like extroverts do. I think all of us need social rest though, because when we look at social rest, social rest is really being able to recognize those people in our lives that are life-giving and those people in our life that are draining us. And when I say that, people automatically think the drainers are negative. Well, your, your spouse, your kids need things from you. So they're pulling from you. The people who that you work, with if you're a counselor or a teacher or in ministry, they are draining you, they're pulling from you. They're not negative. That is the role that they have in your life at that time when you're when they're needing things from you. And then there will be those people in your life who are life givers. When you're in their presence you can feel that they are pouring back into you. So we have to be able to recognize who those people are and then make a conscious effort to spend time in the presence of those who are life givers. Because that's when we get poured into. That's when we get the rest, the restoration of those social relationships. Mm -hmm. How do you identify those relationships? I always say it's how someone makes you feel. Um, If you're ever in the room with someone who's a drainer, when you leave their presence, you feel like something has been um, removed from you. And it's not a bad thing. I I love the scripture where Jesus said, he felt the virtue leave him. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, a very, it's a very similar process. And it's not, like I said, it's not a negative thing. You just know you've poured into someone. And then there's, there's people who you get into their presence, and you may come in with a, down, a downcast spirit, and then you're in their presence, and all of a sudden you find yourself smiling and laughing and, and feeling better. Those are your life givers. They are pouring into you. And we don't take time to recognize wh- wh- where those relationships stand. And even within the same relationship, for instance, a lot of um, husbands and wives have read the book together, and one of the things that I talk about is the time with that face-to-face, eye-to-eye time with couples, because so often they're never eye-to-eye unless they're arguing or they're <laughs> debating about something with the kids. You know, there's always or finances. It's right. a kind of deep conversation to actually spend at least five minutes a night eye to eye where you're just talking to each other the same way you do when you're in courtship, the same way you do when you're dating. And so it's, it's that connection of knowing when that you're draining and when you're receiving that, be able to, that we're able to, to understand that rest is the receiving part that we need. Mm-hmm. And we start making those efforts to t- start receiving, to, mm-hmm. to not see it as selfish, mm-hmm. but to see it as kind of being self-aware of what we need to, to be at our best.
1: Every couple needs this. Yeah, for Don't sure. Don't you agree? For sure.
2: Every couple. And I'm the
1: one who is the big driver. And my husband would say, well, we're going to Santa Fe, you know, a six-hour drive. And I'd want to take something along to read. And, you know, he would just say, no, put it down. You're going to rest. You know, and so it was very positive if we can do that, Mm -hmm. cause each other to rest. And you really tell us how to do that in the book. So I'm telling you, if you're married, you need the book. If you're not married, you need the book. It will help you to have a sacred rest. I like the title, Rest is Sacred. I think sometimes we think, oh, rest, I'm taking time out, and God wants me to be accomplishing all the time. So, call us. Of course, call us with your prayer needs. We don't counsel, but we love to pray and call us and get the book. And, you know, we think a lot of times about holiday times. Why don't you give people something that builds them up instead of just, you know, any kind of glitzy thing? So please call in now with your prayer request. Please get books for gifts in Jesus' name
3: it difficult to keep your energy, creativity and relationships fresh and thriving are the never-ending demands of everyday life taking their toll on your overall happiness. If this is you, we have a resource that will help. For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Sacred Rest by Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. In this inspired book, Dr. Dalton-Smith shares seven types of rest. Physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, sensory, social and creative. A deficiency in any one of these can have unfavorable effects on your overall health. Stay. Rest gives the weary permission to embrace rest, set boundaries, and seek sanctuary without any guilt, shame, or fear. We will also send you Marilyn's devotional, Time With Him, which offers refreshing peace and hope in His presence. And to further help renew your life, we will include Marilyn and Sarah's five-CD teaching on Psalms, A Pathway to the Heart of God, along with our new Rest Scripture card. Reclaim your life, renew your energy, and restore your sanity. Call or click today to receive this life-changing offer.
1: Sometimes we need friends to remind us to rest. So I'm going to ask Sandra if she would just pray for you about your rest, which is so important and so biblical and so spiritual.
2: God, we just thank you for the opportunity to relax and to trust you with the process. In Isaiah 30:12 through 15, God, you give us a picture of what it looks like to rest, to return to you to rest, mm-hmm. to be quiet and confident in who you are. And we thank you for that opportunity. But you conclude that scripture with saying "But we would have none of it. So God, we repent of those times that we thought that we had to keep pushing and striving, that we had to grind it out rather than to, to, re- to trust you, to trust you with the process of releasing every work that you've given us to do, to be able to turn it over to you and to rest we thank you that you have opened up an opportunity for us to learn how to more fully go into the rest that we need. And we pray, God, that you will lead and guide us through your Holy Spirit to rest in every area of your life. The beauty of it, the rest that you give us, God, is that it does not have any limits. It's rest in every area, in every way, and at every time that we need you. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. This is so good. So
1: powerful, and I really believe you received today. I don't believe you just said, this is for somebody else. I believe you said, this is for me. Because I listen to it all, I read the book, and I think, yeah, 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 yeah. Lord, you're concerned about who I am, where I am, what I'm doing, what my destiny and future is, and you have one.